Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Dream Stream. I am your host, Yiska Cook. So I'm starting with continuity that from the Bigfoot Ride um, podcast, and I wanted to share a reading of Chief Seattle's Web of Life with you. But we had a little difficulty, but now we have it. And I had made this recording for a company called Musical Media for Education. So we'll try to tack it on at the end of this podcast. And today I am having a conversation with the two authors of a book called Living Beyond Fear. I have Beth Mund and Barrett Stover on the line. Hello, ladies. Hello, Yiska. Thanks so much for having us. It's, it's a pleasure to have you here. I really enjoyed your book. There's so much about it that um, that really meant so much to me. Um, can I ask you, I think that, Barrett, you were saying the idea of doing this project came to you in a dream? Yes, it did. Um, Beth and I were introduced like in 2016 um, from, by a mutual friend who knew we were both connecting with spirits. And um, we got together and kind of by chance, we realized that we both could connect around the same spirit. And it was kind of eerie and intriguing at the same time that we could get similar information. Yes. So that was kind of our aha moment. Um, we thought that we could um, you know, get more information if we combined our intuitive abilities. Yes. Um, but what started coming through were letters. And right. I did have a dream in 2017 that these letters were to be called sacred letters and that they were to be shared with everyone. They were to be published and shared. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I'm so taken by the fact that you and Beth are sort of receiving the same spiritual energy as each other. It feels like such a corroboration that, you know, one and then the other, that's just extraordinary. So how has that been for you two? Uh, very interesting. We're almost kind of tag teaming. We feel a little bit like Laverne and Shirley. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, but we kind of realized early on that we were the missing piece for each other. And um, we kind of equated to like the peanut butter and chocolate commercial. Okay. <laughs> the peanut butter. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but, um, but basically... <laughs> When we combine our energies, I'm almost like the scout that can put an identity behind the spirit and get information, best getting information too, but she's able to actually transcribe word for word these amazing, mm. profound letters from spirit that flow through in just minutes. She's almost like a court stenographer wow. um, sitting and just typing away in like just you know, eight pages comes through in maybe six minutes. It's just extraordinary. It, it is extraordinary. Barrett, it's almost like you are the gatekeeper <laughs> or the receptionist, uh, you know, the, and and then if they want an appointment with Beth, they need to show themselves to you. <laughs> yes, that's, that's what usually happens. That's and I so realized great. I had been writing for some time. Um, and some of these messages had come into my writing without my awareness. I hadn't known it. And um, once Barrett and I got together and she could put a, uh, a name and um, a soul to these messages, I began to realize yes. um, that us working together was 
um, just it made it so much easier for the messages to flow through me once yeah. I had that awareness. Yes, that's just beautiful. I grew up reading very in a new age household, and I read a lot of uh, Ruth Montgomery books and other spiritual seeker. And there was a lot of uh, channeling. So this wasn't totally unfamiliar to me, but I find it very extraordinary. And a lot of the messages, Beth, that you, that you write, the letters, hit so deeply inside me. Firstly, when I got the book in the mail, so I was just saying that when the book came in the mail and I saw it was called Living Beyond Fear, I thought that was so significant for the moment because I, you know, personally, definitely, and also collectively. And um, I just thought all of the teachings, all of the letters had some deep teachings to offer. (laughs) You know, I would consider them teachings. It was almost like I was um, reading from great masters is how I felt. Right. I think what's so interesting, and you touched on it earlier, there's some amazing, um, powerful books out through the centuries about people channeling and transcribing through automatic writing. Right. It's so interesting about um, Living Beyond Fear, Sacred Letters from the Afterlife, is it's a collection of letters. So in this first book, and we've heard from our guys that there should be seven books. Wow, wow, okay. In this first book, there's 21 letters with different personalities, and it's what that spirit wants to share, what distinct message that they want to bring. But each one, as you spoke to, Yushka, has that underlying to release fear. It's an illusion. It seems so real, but when we move away from it and we counter that self-doubt and those fears they fall away or they reveal something more um i think it speaks also to expanding our understanding i think when we speak with different spirits it's not that they know everything when they pass but they have a much more expanded viewpoint and vantage point in which to share with us and earth Yes. It's almost like getting the cliff notes for how to live a fuller life here. Yes, yes, it is. Uh huh. I I just fell in love with cousin Peter. Oh, <laughs> just yes. the sweetness, the sweetness of cousin Peter, and his words rang very true. What was it? It was um. Oh, there's nothing to fix, but everything to feel. That is it. Is that the one? That's the one. Nothing to yeah, fix our, and everything that's to one feel. Of our, our favorite letters. Yes. Profound and, and speaks to everybody. Everybody mm-hmm. understands that we're all trying to fix ourselves yes. in some way. And um, just to have that letter stream through, that it's really about feeling through your heart. Yes. Uh, it's not about fixing. We are not broken. We are whole. Beautiful. We just have to come on to it. Yeah. And Peter spoke to that yes. beautifully. Just, just beautifully. And then there was another. I see, I, want, I need to look at my phone. So I'm recording you from my phone. <laughs> So wish me luck. I can do this while you're on the line. Um, Because there was another line that was so significant for me. Let's see. Oh, here we go. It's Grandma Ruth. Grandma Ruth and teaching not to fear. You are love and light and laughter. I just thought that was wonderful. It was. It really yeah, spoke to me. Love is the opposite of fear in a lot of ways, and when we're in love, we're not in fear. 
Right. Um, you know, it, it's not so easy to get there living in our world because our world is filled with fear, as you said, about yes. the collective. Yes. But um, to know that we're all loved and, and when, you know, love is available for all of us and to go to love as opposed to going to fear. Yes. And it can be so healing, too, that love. I mean, to heal us from things, you know, from experiences, to heal us from um, physical issues. Um, yes. I know for me, I, I shut down with MS in 2010, and I always say, really, so much of the way I'm doing so well is because of love, you know, and we're yes. so connected to one another. Yes. You know, um, it really is a powerful uh, effect on us and how we choose to receive it is up to us of course we always have choice but when we go into a choice and come from a place of love it just releases things and opens up things for yes us. yes and I, I she had said I'm just paraphrasing but she had said you know all my life was fear but none of none of it came to pass so uh-huh. how about I don't live with the fear and you know, I don't know that she actually said this, but I believe I also read it in your book. But just live with trust, trust, yeah. trust the unfolding uh-huh. of our lives. So I, right, Barrett, I remember reading that. Of course, uh, you have, you have were diagnosed with MS, and I don't know if you know, but I also uh, was diagnosed with MS. Oh, I'm in good company then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was interesting. So yeah, for, for me, something like I've always had people. We were talking about dreams in the beginning, but I've had people through time um, come to my bedside right before I was about to fall asleep and slip into their subconscious yes, you know, slumber. Yes. And I would have people come, and I thought, oh, my goodness, it's just my imagination. But if it was so strong, the messages, I would get out of bed and, you know, go text a friend. I know it seems strange, but your mother-in-law is here. And I would pass the information, and it didn't mean a lot to me, but it meant so much to them. They're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you know this and so forth. It's really beautiful. But it was in 2010 when I shut down with MS that... Literally, I shut down. I was bedridden yes. for like you know three months, and mm. and um, but something shifted in me. I can't explain it, but it opened up to things that were already there. I think that speaks to for so many of us. There's so much around us that's not seen. It's there. It's just opening up to it. Right. Um, and then I improved and, and so forth. And then in 2016, I had just been delivering a message to a friend um, that her brother had passed and getting all this information and I kind of said I felt like one leg was here and one leg was in the spirit world and I shut down again and that second shutting down opened me even further um, to hearing more I'm sure you have to you know do um, protection meditations or you you know to keep oneself um, whole and not compromised is that is that right is there any danger in speaking with spirits um, no, we actually do not experience that at all. Okay. Um, we we discern. We, you can use okay. discernment, but when we, you open up with love, um, which we do, and we connect, uh, we have not been in any situation where we have felt compromised or that there is a spirit coming through that um, is not for to share their message with everybody. Um, uh-huh, I know. Uh-huh. I know there are people that do talk about that, but um, if you're right, if you if you continue to be connected 
um, with yourself. Yes. And, yeah, and stay in that connection and use discernment. Um, there's no concern. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. That that's great. I also and, yeah. Sorry. You know, Yiska, I just wanted to add um, something that you, both you and Barry touched on with the dream with the dream. Okay. Um, I have, uh, you know, I connect also. You know, there it brings through uh, a soul or spirit when the sacred letter is coming, but I also yes. can, can connect with the spirits, and I receive images, much like the images that we get in our dreams. Okay. And I um, have had to interpret these images like we interpret our dreams yes. coming through. It's as if they're another language. And, yes. Um, I spent a lot of time interpreting my dreams and getting and getting pretty good at it when the symbol comes through, what it means. And so by the time I started... Um, connecting with with the spirits from the afterlife, I felt that I was um, sort of versed in in doing that. And because they come to us in symbols, or they come to me in symbols, okay. they come to everybody differently. Sure, well, I, can, I can hear them. I can feel their messages. I I can write their messages, and I can see a, a, an image in my mind, well. much like we would in a dream. And I have, um, for instance, they might show me a dozen roses. And yes. my interpretation of that is the symbol for love. Okay. Now, someone else, just like someone else might have a dream, that symbol might be, mean something else to them. Yes. So I've, I've had to figure out what the symbols mean um, and interpret some of these, um, you know, messages that they send us. Yes. Like someone would a dream. So I thought it was exciting when I when we were talking to you about doing this podcast because of the focus. I thought it really did, does relate to that. It really does. And similarly, I want to talk to you both about you both uh, talk about the hypnogogic state between sleep and wakefulness or, or you're like when you're just falling asleep. And you've both mentioned in the book, and I think Barrett was just speaking about this, how um, that's a time when. The, the veils maybe separating the worlds are, are thinner, and that's when you get a lot of your information. Well, well I've actually, um, that, that is absolutely true, but I, I've also practiced deep meditation, uh-huh. and I have found that um, it's, if it comes through in the same way during this deep meditation, that um, once we go into a slower brain wave, that we can get onto this information much like we would in yes. those moments when our conscious brain shuts down right yes. before we're, we're falling asleep. Yes. The thing I think that's so interesting, too, is the consciousness. I think, um, so I don't know if you, um, that Mariana letter that's in our book. Yes. Um, it's an interesting letter because actually it came from a woman who's alive. It's um, There's only two letters in oh. this collection Um that where people were present here on earth. Um, one was Summer the dog um, who yes, passed, yes, and the second yes. was Mariana, who was in a coma. She's actually oh, now out of the coma. Yes. Um, and she channeled that letter while she was in the coma. And I, we both found it to be absolutely profound, and it kind of speaks to our consciousness. It speaks to getting past the brain and the analytical, you know, which yes. in our dreams we're, we're not being analyzing we're we're we've kind of crossed past that those limitations and so forth but connecting with that consciousness and um 
in her letter, she says, you know, the mind is where our consciousness goes, and it can go anywhere at any time with anyone. And I think that really speaks to that freeing aspect, to tapping into possibilities, to expanding our consciousness. And when we allow that, the most profound and extraordinary things happen in our day. Yes. Wow. It's, It's really profound. I mean, anyone whose loved one is in a coma would would see the profundity of this that to be able to channel her her thoughts in this letter it's very extraordinary so um yeah, yeah you said Marianne I'll look again Mariana Mariana yeah. okay yes and um other things that meant so much to me was we need to we need to transform our control, need our need for control, into gratitude. It's mm. it's almost like let go and let God, you know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. give up. Kind of get out of our own way sometimes, yeah. right? Surrender, surrender our control, and to know God's way. I thought that was also quite profound. Yes, uh, and Yuska, I I remember the first lesson I had in that after I had um, a stillbirth back yes. in two thousand and four, and I remember being so afraid that something was going to happen to my my other girls, yes. my children, and feeling such a lack of control. Uh. And I realized I I had to uh, turn it around, like exactly like you said, that yes. um, to be grateful. Uh, of the gifts and and how much I and how much love I have for them and what they yes you know and and be so grateful for for them being there with me as opposed to worrying and being fear and thinking oh yes because once once you yes get on to the fact that something you know you when you're in fear about something that something bad can happen you know you can slip into that fear and that need for control and yes. it's all and I got on that it's all an illusion yes that. Um, we're no safer or less safe uh, if something bad happens than we were before. We just didn't know it. And right. um, when the letter, we, we had a letter come through about the control. Right. And yeah, and that was amazing because, um, you know, he was a very strong man who passed from cancer and he had to give up his control. His was, name was Frank. Was that Frank? That was Frank. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. really, I, his words meant a lot to me. Um, in order to, um, you know, allow his wife to take care of him. Yes. And that was his lesson. Yes, yes, yes. Well, there was also uh, something I wanted to mention that um, you had mentioned in the book, there's almost a shedding of gifts, right? You had said, uh, perhaps I miss misread it, but it seemed to me that you were saying there's, when a person dies, they have their gifts that they need to shed. Does that does that sound like something you guys wrote about? Um, I think it was about when someone passes that they it is um, you know they, they might they might pass for for many different reasons and sometimes it can be a gift if they uh, help someone open up their heart. Okay. Yes. 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 Yeah. So when someone passes and we go to our um, you know, we go to our heart and we're grieving. Yes. That, that is a gift, even though it's very painful. Yes. Um, and this, this sounds silly, but I was driving along the road and I had, um, there was a turtle who was crossing the road and I have such a big place in my heart for animals oh, and, yes. and other, other, um, 
beings sharing our earth. And um, I turned around to help the turtle cross the road. Yes. And by the time I got there, someone had run the turtle oh, over. Oh, no. And I was devastated. And I was, oh. so I was going to the mall and I was crying, grieving the whole way to the mall. But oh. halfway through that drive, I was also grieving again at the same time for my son. So, okay. Yeah. As horrible as that yes. is, that was a gift for me to continue to grieve and empty yes. um, out whatever it is I still needed to to grieve about. Yes, I do. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. A very important relationship for me ended at right around the time my mom died when I was twenty five, mm-hmm. and I'd have to I'd be like, well, "Why am I? Why am I so sad? I almost couldn't grieve." the ending of the relationship because my mom meant so much to me that that she needed the focus of my, you know, my heart and my tears. But in a way, that uh, honesty with my feelings gave me permission to also grieve for the loss of the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I think these letters also speak to, like, we're never, they're never far. They're never gone. I mean, of course, you know, it's not to... um, negate or, you know, grief is so important and so to be honored and so sacred. Um, but it also that we, that they are so present, you know, when it is the right time and opening to, to, to reconnect, to just know them in a different way. Um, we had, you know, one young man who passed from cancer, um, his letters, not in this book, but will be in probably in the second book, but he spoke about, you know, taking the breath and then your next breath. You move from the seen yes. to the unseen. You shed oh. the body, but you're still so present. You're so aware in a much bigger, expansive way beyond human understanding. Um, but to feel that connection, to feel that love, and love transcends across realms. Love is still so present. Yes. It radiates you know, back down around us, and we're so, so loved. Yes. Um, yes. Everyone is so loved. That's so comforting. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to tell you these. I loved the Freddie Mercury piece. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. That was so fun. That was just fun. You know, the yeah, wisdom exactly. of Freddie. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. fun. The whole thing was fun. The, the, the intuition that led up yes. to it that we read about yes. in our introduction and then the letter coming through. Yeah, it was all beautiful. I, I like that. Also, I wanted to share that um, the letter from Kier where he's saying, uh, I don't know if these are his words, it's my paraphrase, that we come to earth to feel. We come here to this plane to feel. He, I think he yeah. asks, you know, he asks, uh-huh. like, where else would we go to feel <laughs> or something? Yeah. But that's what, also what I've come to in my exploration of mm. being alive. At this earth school is um, we're here to feel. We're here to feel. Yeah. Right, As right. painful yeah. as that is. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it is. You know, um, I've been through a lot in my life as well, and I used to kid around that I got in the wrong line to come down here. Yes. That I was <laughs> that I was supposed to get in line to drink margaritas on the beach, <laughs> and um, I got in the wrong line, and I came down here and experienced a lot of separation and grief and trauma, and, you know, it, it wasn't the wrong line. No. You know, that's what I no. came here for, exactly what you're talking about, mm-hmm. to feel. Mm-hmm experience what I what I'm here to experience that we don't experience on the other side. Right. We don't get 
we don't get to do that. But, right. But to not, but to be so aware of that we aren't separate. We're not separate here in this earth, and we're not separate into the other realm. Okay. Um, and and to you know, find those things that connect us, you know, whether it's, you know, walking in the woods or being, you know, together with different people or caring for your animals or your loved ones or friends and, but to have that connection. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost as if, um, you know, we talk about uh, pockets of light in the chaos, you know, it's almost as if, um, that we, you know, if we have these, difficulties on on earth we have these challenges we have what makes us grieve but um what do we do with that you know how do we connect with each other from that how do we heal how do we how do we um heal ourselves how do we heal each other that is almost as if that's that's such an important point through all that yes mentioned yes yes i know the the book offers some really deep truths and Uh, It's good. It's good to read them again. You know, it's almost like reminding oneself that um, that there is such a depth to our world and shouldn't stop exploring it. Yes, absolutely. And we had just gotten some feedback from from one of our readers that um, every morning she picks up the book and reads um, one of the letters and it just puts her in a high vibration. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, Yeah, I I know I'll be coming. I'll be coming back to this book again and again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some people have, you know, taken it chapter, uh, you know, uh, letter by letter. Some people have, you know, sit and said they couldn't put it down. Um, but all of them have wanted to go back and and reread it because there is Wonderful. so much. Yeah. Yes. And different letters resonate differently with people depending on where they're at on their path or right. what they're experiencing in life. And, um, you know, there's definitely energy in these letters. I don't yes. know if you've felt that but there's such energy and um you know beth and i once we connect with the spirit it's almost like they have our phone number that they can come back i so love we're it putting this together they would come back again to i mean I literally fine-tune some, some you know additional word here or there that they wanted it's um, like when you go to so a friend's really house a collaborative effort on yeah across realms Say that again, collaborative effort on cross realms. Across realms, yes. So uh, where can people get your book, get this book? So they can, it's on Amazon. Um, so they can go on Amazon, Living Beyond Fear, Sacred Letters from the Afterlife. Okay. Um, we also have a website, um, www.thesacredletters.com. And um, people can connect with us there. And also on Facebook and Instagram. um, Yes. But they can get all that information from our website. Okay, wonderful. I'll put all of these in the show notes so people can access it. And I thank you so much. It's quite extraordinary what you you ladies do, you know, to to channel in concert with one another. It feels really powerful. It's Mm -hmm. wonderful. So I was just going to say before... It's like when you go to your friend's house where you've used their internet before. <laughs> and now you could just get right online next time you go. These are your spirits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, we want to thank you so much for allowing us to come and, and talk about the book and what we do. And yes. we're very grateful Wonderful. For, for having the opportunity. Well, thank you so much, Barrett and Beth. And you you sound awfully alike, so... <laughs> <laughs> 
You need to say. to be more alike, I think. Yeah. I am a twin, but I. Oh, okay. So you know how to <laughs> but twin. My twins in London. Oh, anyway, that's cute. Yeska, thank you so much. Well, and it's thank really you. And thank you. And to our listeners, I hope you enjoyed hearing about it. And please check the show notes, and I will put all of the information. Until we meet again. The president in Washington sends word that he wishes to buy our land. But how can you buy or sell the sky? The land. The idea is strange to us. If we do not own the freshness of the air and the sparkle of the water, how can you buy them? Every part of the earth is sacred to my people. Every shining pine needle, every sandy shore, every mist in the dark woods, every meadow, every humming insect, all are holy in the memory and experience of my people. We know the sap which courses through the trees as we know the blood that courses through our veins. We are part of the earth and it is part of us. The perfumed flowers are our sisters. The bear, the deer, the great eagle, these are our brothers. The rocky crests, the dew in the meadow, the body heat of the pony and man all belong to the same family. The shining water that moves in the streams and rivers is not just water, but the blood of our ancestors. If we sell you our land, you must remember that it is sacred. Each glossy reflection in the clear waters of the lakes tells of events and memories in the life of my people. The water's murmur is the voice of my father's father. If we sell you our land, remember that the air is precious to us, that the air shares its spirit with all the life that it supports. The wind that gave our grandfather his first breath also received his last sigh. The wind also gives our children the spirit of life. So if we sell our land, you must keep it apart and sacred as a place where people can go to taste the wind that is sweetened by the meadow flowers. Will you teach your children what we have taught our children? That the earth is our mother. What befalls the earth befalls all the people of the earth. This we know. The earth does not belong to us. We belong to the earth. All things are connected like the blood that unites us all. Man did not weave the web of life. He is merely a strand in it. Whatever he does to the web, he does to himself. <laughs> <laughs>